Have you ever had a prescription sent over to your pharmacy, left the doctor's office, and waited what you thought was a reasonable amount of time before heading over to the pharmacy to grab it, only to find it isn't ready yet? Stay tuned on this episode of The One in Five as we pull back the curtain and give you a glimpse of what happens from the time pharmacists get the script to the time it goes on the shelf to wait for your arrival. Hey y'all, welcome to The One in Five, the show for those who want to know how to be healthy, how to stay healthy, and how to promote health in your community. I'm your host, Adam Renshaw, and in today's show, we have Ashley Watson and David O'Brien. Both of them are pharmacists, and we're going to be telling you what happens behind the scenes in a pharmacy from a pharmacist's perspective. Hey, welcome, David. This is not your first time in here. Right. So welcome back, David. Welcome, Ashley. This is your first time. Thank you. I'm excited. Oh, good. I'm really glad. Thank you guys so much for joining me today. Um, I know it's been really difficult to get (laughs) the two of you in here at the same time. It's hard to pull two pharmacists from uh, doing all of the hard work that you guys do to get people's scripts filled. So I'm really, really grateful to you guys and to Jamie and to everyone in the pharmacy that's covering right now for you guys. So thanks again. Um, So today we're going to go through what happens when a prescription comes in to the moment it gets into the hands of the patient. And sort of the goal of this this morning is going to be to give the patients a glimpse of sort of what you guys do um, and 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 maybe what it can do is help cause some understanding. Because um, I know I go into pharmacies sometimes and I'm like, where's my meds? You know, I, it's, it's been long enough, you know, and, and so, uh, sometimes I need a little more compassion when it comes to dealing with people who are serving me. So, um, so let's go through it. Let's just jump right in first. Ashley, would you start by explaining, uh, some of the different ways, uh, prescriptions get sent to you guys? Yeah, definitely. Um, we do get them a couple different ways. Um, so one way we get them is a written prescription and that's when the doctor writes it in the office, they hand it to you. And they say, bring this to the pharmacy. Um, So that's the physical script that we get brought into us. Um, And then another thing that we'd get is a phoned-in script, which means the doctor's calling our office. They're going to leave us a voicemail, and they're going to tell us what they want us to give you. Um, And so we have to write that down physically off of our phone line. And so that's another way we get it, which that one is pretty uncommon. Um, and w- the way we have to get that is by checking our voicemail, which we don't do super often. So that kind sure. of delays things on that one. And then another way we get them, which is probably the most common, is the electronic prescription is when they send it kind of through space and it shows up on our computer and it's ready to go so we can get started typing it up. And it's probably the easiest way for us to get a script nice. and get it to you the fastest. That that's the fastest one, right? Yep. What's what's the most common? Do you think, David? What what's for sure the electronic, the e script? Yeah. Do they call it e scripts? Is that like lingo yeah. slang for the the first delay on that one though is that it can take up to fifteen minutes for it to arrive after oh, the okay. prescriber sends it. So so if I come with a written script, I could potentially beat the e script 
to the pharmacy, oh, the, sure. the electronic yes. script to the pharmacy. Okay. A lot of our patients do beat their script to the pharmacy. Okay. So we'll always ask, like, were you just seen? And if they were, then then we know that, you know, it's probably coming. Do you have to do a lot of coaching with people when, when like, electronic scripts come in and, and they're like, boom, right there? And you're like, oh, sorry, hey, do you have to give that speech quite a bit? Like, you know, it does take some time. It does take a little bit of time for that to get to us. Yeah, yes. for sure. Yeah, okay. definitely. And I would also say patients sometimes think their doctor is sending it right that moment when, sure. they say, when they say they're sending it, but they're not. They've got to go back and send it a few minutes later. And sometimes they haven't even sent it once the sure. patient's arrived. So. And I w- see, I would assume the same thing. I would assume my doctor says he's going to send this script over. And, you know, I'm thinking like from a, like a consumer perspective as well, right? So... I, I'm busy. I have a busy day. I just saw the doctor. Probably had to take time out of my work day to go see a doctor, you know. Um, so I just want to get all of this stuff done right at at the same time. But it just doesn't always work that way because <laughs> I'm not the only person in the world, right? <laughs> well, and on top of that, when you when you think about electronic communication, it is usually pretty instantaneous. Right, so so that's not a, a bad expectation right. to have, right? Mm-hmm. Well, and and I think what I was asking too was, um, if I get a written script from my doctor, like, have you guys ever timed it? Like, got a written said, hey, could you write a script and then send the e script and see if there's any lag? Like, if a patient comes right over with a written script, if they beat that electronic script that would come over, or not really, but I mean. We don't really see that many written prescriptions. I mean, <laughs> just, that's like pretty old It's just old going school. away. It's dinosaur stuff. Huh? So because with electronic charts, pay, um, providers can, can write the prescription and it's right in the chart now sure. that this has been prescribed versus if they're handwriting it, then it's multiple steps because not only are they writing it, making sure everything's on there, hopefully, that we need. And then they're also documenting that into the chart. Sure. So it's just easier to do the e-script. Yes. For sure. Awesome. Um and then phoned in like, like that's that's probably not very common either, right? And that probably makes it even more difficult. You guys have to check messages. You, ha- I mean, do you guys have like a message thing that goes beep 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 and lets you know you have a message, or is it just like a small red blinking light that maybe your eyes will catch or not? Yeah, um, we definitely just have a little blinking light, and so it's it, sure. we check it maybe twice a day, you know, in the morning and the in the afternoon and. Unless someone comes in and says, hey, my doctor called this in, we'll, sure. we'll check it then. But, I mean, it's very rare. So so if I'm a patient and I want swiftness, it, can I request from my doctor, hey, can you just send it over to my pharmacy e-script? Can you send an electronic script over to my pharmacy? Like, I'm going to be honest with you. I haven't been to the doctor recently where they've said, hey, let me write you a prescription. Um, but... When they say, I'll send it over, that could either mean, like, I'm going to call it. In Not really. It's usually electronic. Like, okay. how many, Ashley, how many um, prescriptions do you think get phoned in on an average week? Oh, man. Maybe, like, I, man, I would say probably, like, five total, okay. like, That's, five to ten. Like, like one a day. Uh, yeah, I was going to say <laughs> maybe maybe three to five okay yeah, it's so not it's not very it's not often common. okay so you guys get the script what happens next what do you guys do what does that starts a process for you guys right what happens then so electronic if you know so 
basically whatever format it comes, whether it's phoned in or, or written or electronically, we need to then enter that into our system. So like into our software so we can basically start working with it. So you enter the script into the system or do you have to enter the patient into the system too? Or, I mean, patient's probably already into the system, right? Yeah, if it's a repeat customer, then yes, we would have their, we would have a profile with their like med list and their active prescriptions and their, you know, fill history. Sure. Um, at that point, we would just, you know, patient, um, pull up the patient's profile. Um, we scan the document in if it's not electronic. If it's electronic, it's already on our screen. And then we just basically fill, fill in all of the fields for um, required for a prescription. And then you start filling it. Almost. <laughs> what happens next? <laughs> um, so it usually gets, you know, typed up by our technician um, and they, they get that all typed up. And then it comes to the pharmacist um, where we have to take a look at it. We have to look at, is this drug appropriate? Is this age appropriate for this drug is the dosing appropriate you know do all the things match on the prescription do they match what we've entered into our system um and then we also take a look at are there allergies are there drug interactions you know there's a lot of things to look at and then we're also looking do they have insurance all of those things so, i okay. mean there's quite a bit we're going over when we're looking at these things before it even goes anywhere so you have the whole patient profile in front of you so you know what other meds that they take so you're able at that point to look and say okay here's a new script or here's an existing script um, is this going to interact with stuff that they're already taking is that what you're saying yeah. okay yeah. okay yeah. that's one of the things yeah okay yeah. interactions allergies so you basically you guys do a little review Mm -hmm. Right. If something's not appropriate, obviously we want to catch it as soon as we can to not get all the way to the point where we've gone through this full process to realize that, like, let's start back from the beginning because this isn't what we're going to go with. In other words, coming to the conclusion that you might not be able to give this drug to this person. Right. We did a great job doing this, but we're not going to be able to dispense it. <laughs> start over. Okay. So then it peels in the bottle. No. No. What happens after that little pharmacist review piece? So once the pharmacist reviews it and it looks like everything is appropriate as far as uh, the right, you know, everything is correct on it, then we have to build the insurance. Oh, okay. And everyone knows that insurance is like the easiest to deal with. That's the cake process. <laughs> right. That's <laughs> right. So let's do a quick comparison. You guys do your pharmacist review. That pro that piece of the process versus the insurance process, which one's easier? Which one runs the most smooth? Oh, I don't know what you Well, think. I mean, it just depends because, I mean, like we all go to, you know, we all earn our doctorate to, to do this type of work. So, I mean because of our training it's and it's what we do all the time i mean i think that we get pretty adequate at it sure um not well, to say and that it's necessarily repetition, right? super you know a super easy process but i mean it is something that like as pharmacists you know we do regularly and so i would like to think that it usually goes pretty smoothly if there's not okay. too many hurdles as far as like drug interactions and what kind of challenges do you guys run into with insurance what if insurance refuses i mean do you get that yeah, quite a bit yeah we get that really often um so a lot of things are prior authorizations that we get um so basically your insurance is saying hey we need to make sure you really need this because we don't really want to pay for it unless you uh, really need it so we need to talk to your doctor and that's what prior authorization means mm -hmm. 
So the insurance company has to say, okay, we have to, we have to make sure you really need this before we pay for it. Yeah. So then do they do a bunch of, do they call the doctor? Do they, what, what happens there? I mean, do you guys, can you guys pull the curtain back on that a little bit and, and explain? Yeah. So sometimes we are actually able to give a call to the insurance company themselves and be able to straighten some things out. If we have kind of a history on the patient, we can kind of do it. Um, but a lot of times it also has to go straight through the doctor's office. So the doctor's office usually has to directly call them or fill out some sort of paperwork and fax the insurance company saying, hey, these are the reasons why. Okay. So, so. we'll just forward that information to the provider. Yep. Okay. And it's kind of funny because it's basically the insurance's first kind of question is like, is the patient supposed to be getting this? And so, of course, you know, you would think that the provider's response would be like, well, th that is why I prescribed it. <laughs> <laughs> but that's not quite adequate. They're not like, okay, then we'll do it. <laughs> so there has to be like, they have, that's when they have to go into a little more depth, like the medical providers have to say, here's the reason why, right. blah, blah, blah. Right. Okay. You know, um, they can say something like, well, they've failed on these other um, alternate drugs versus, well, they um, wanted this one because they saw it on TV. <laughs> do you first, have people come the into the pharmacy and say, I saw this on TV and sure, I want you sure. to, oh, are you serious? Yeah, one, one pulls a little bit more weight, you know, than the other. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> My kids and I, we watch Hulu sometimes and it has ads and they have these, um, they have those pharmaceutical commercials. They're like so common on those Hulu shows for some reason. And so my kids have gotten into the habit of kind of poking fun at, like there's one for a Crohn's medication where it's like, stop Crohn's. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I could just see my kids coming in and saying, I want this drug that I saw. Well, so like, I know when I was in pharmacy school, um, it was brought up that, you know, a couple, you know, a few years back, um, there was a Super Bowl, you know, and with all the ads, they were talking about that the drug companies were the third highest uh, as far as like paying money for, for advertising. Ads. I think wow. it was like cars and beer and, and then, then medications. Unbelievable, yeah. huh? Yeah. So, so the doctor says it's okay and the insurance company approves. That's usually the only problem you guys have with insurance companies or is there any other barriers that happen in that insurance um, trying to get it run through insurance or for sure the next the next thing we have to look at is is the the um, insurance company will agree to pay a certain amount and then set the price of what the patient is going to pay so we often run into situations where you know say a drug costs us like $20 and the insurance company says, we'll pay you $3 for it. You can collect $7 from the patient. So then we're, we're looking at it as like, okay, so just to fill this prescription, not counting like time or anything, just for the cost of the medication, we're not able to basically like use that money to then buy that same amount back. Hmm. So there are times that we have to kind of review that and what can we do and are we using the the you know the preferred generic okay do you it, is that something you guys get to go back to the insurance company and say well hey that doesn't really work for us or is it just very prescriptive on their part <laughs> yeah for sure we can um we can kind of 
they have forms you can fill out and send to them and say, hey, like this is not matching up with what we're able to do. Can you look into this? And sometimes they come back and are able to reimburse us better on that end. So, okay. Okay. so there's some options. We can do it. Usually takes a bit of time before I was that just going to say, so that's probably more time out of your guys' day. That takes what should be this very linear, easy process and throws wrinkles. Yeah, that's kind of more of a behind the scenes of okay. filling a prescription when it actually comes to like what we're doing from the time that we get the prescription to the time we're dispensing the prescription. That's not necessarily part of that process, but it okay. certainly is part of the process to... You know. So you can do some of that work outside of that. You'll just fill it. Mm-hmm. You'll deal with the patient. You'll right. give it to the patient and then you'll try to deal with that stuff on the right, back. Right, because we can't tell a patient, like, can you come back in a week? In a week we and we'll see. try to get this figured out. <laughs> right. <laughs> Sure, I get it. So, okay, so insurance approves it. Let's just say it's it's gone through. Insurance has approved it. You guys have dealt with all of that. Now we're ready to put pills in a bottle, right? Yeah. Um, if the meds are in stock, that okay. that could be an issue. Um, so I'd say about fifteen percent of the scripts we receive for the week that we try to fill, we we don't have the med in stock, and so we'll have to order it. And okay. so you'll be another day out before your prescription is actually ready okay. um, with that one. Um, but then if we if we do have it, we do. We will go and, you know, pick that med. We'll go and scan it, um, fill, the, fill the prescription, and send it on to its next step. What's, what's that next step? Going back to the pharmacist. Oh, so you, you guys have to touch it twice, basically. Yes. Right. Are you guys the one that fills it, or is that the the technician that fills it? Our technicians fill it usually. Sometimes nice. it'll be us, just depending, but most of the time it's our, our technicians. Thank God for the techs, huh? Yeah. That right. frees you guys up, right, yep. to do some of the other work. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay, so it goes back to the pharmacist. Well, and it, even before we go on that, like okay. as far as like the 15% that we don't have in stock, obviously like we would like to have 100% in stock, right? Why don't you? <laughs> right because so we can we can put our minds together and kind of come up with like what's the most common what's the most likely um that we'll see as a prescription i can tell you just last week we got a prescription or maybe it was the week before we got a prescription from a provider i've been a pharmacist now for 10 years i've never seen that prescription written for the strength that was written never seen it Interesting. i worked at a hospital where we filled a very high volume never have seen it i can uh, like if we did keep that in stock it would outdate before we even broke the seal of the bottle. Gotcha. All of the time. And so just kind of predicting and then also, you know, keeping our overhead down because prescriptions can be really expensive. So in order to save patients money, we're going to make sure that we're not keeping really expensive medication in stock that is going to end up outdating before we ever get an order for it because that costs us money. Because you can't dispense outdated right. prescription uh, uh, meds. Right. Okay. Keep going, Dave. Sorry. So, I mean, we could have almost everything in stock, but our prices would be so crazy sure. because we would yes. basically have to, you know, cover the costs of expensive medications that we're never going to dispense. So we kind of find this like hopefully happy medium where we're able to keep, you know, as much in stock that we think that our patients are going to need. And then just okay. that 15% are the the ones that are maybe a surprise to us like oh we weren't expecting to get this order well and obviously you have patients who i mean i'm just thinking about myself you guys know some of the stuff that i take and that it's it's on a monthly basis so that's stuff that you guys 
would keep in stock, right? Right, because we can predict it. Because you can predict it based on this person has 12 refills or a year's worth of refills, right, on this medication. Okay, so that that sheds some light into it um, a little bit on, like, what you guys would keep on the shelf. Um, Yet, I mean, it's that's that's hard to predict right without knowing what people are taking and repeat customers i mean you can, you guys can't sit and have a crystal ball and know what a provider's going to write for i mean just like what you said with that high dose of that med so that's that's fascinating and i think that really ashley you were saying that it's a day is it a day turnaround so yes when we order we can get our meds the next day usually um but they do come from denver so say oh, there's a weather delay yeah, i that's mean nine hours it could be the it could be two or three days out i mean we've had times where we haven't got an order for a week because the roads were so bad they couldn't okay. get an order to us and so in wyoming that yeah if the roads are closed that passed and yeah. uh, 25 right going through wyoming and then even into the 90 sometimes that whole place is even closed going through wyoming yep yeah that so creates some challenges for us for sure Okay. As far as like trying to keep um, what we're expecting in stock and the challenge of that, it does help being like, so in this community, there's a certain number of providers and we can kind of see, you know, what they're more likely to write or what they're less likely to write. So interesting. So sometimes like in a bigger community where you have a lot more providers and you have someone from like across town that you don't see that many prescriptions from, you're less likely to have a medication maybe that they write because you're not necessarily as familiar with their prescribing. Um, you know, technique or, or, you know, their go-to drugs for certain, um, medical conditions. Well, and you guys do some in-clinic work as well with some of these providers. So that would even give you more of an understanding, right? Of some of their, uh, uh, being able to predict what, what they prescribe and, and just have a knowledge of that. Right. Right. Yeah. And it's really nice because a lot of our providers around here are really good about reaching out to us and they're like, Hey, what do you guys think would be the best option? What do you have in stock? Oh, nice. And you know, those kind of things, then it makes everything speed up a little bit more. That's nice when a provider takes that initiative. Yeah. Huh? They'll reach out to us and they'll say, Hey, I want to you know prescribe this class of drug. What do you guys, what do you guys have? Um, what do you guys recommend? And then, you know, we can kind of go from there. If it's something that sounds like we might just need to wait until tomorrow to get it in in the order versus if there's something, you know, that we can just dispense that day. Sweet. Okay, so you've you've done your last pharmacist check. Now pills in the bottle. Okay, so the pills are in the bottle. The label, the the bottle's labeled. It looks like it's pretty much ready to to go. Um, At that point, we're giving the final check. And so the final check is kind of re-reviewing to make sure that nothing was missed in the, in the first check. And then also looking to make sure that there aren't any um, manual errors. There's not any potential like system flaws. Um, making sure that what was supposed to be put in the bottle is what's in the bottle. Making okay. sure that, you know, I, you know, looking at a visual check to make sure that it looks like there's the correct amount in there. Um, it's the final check be- between if there was any error from beginning of when the prescription was written and you know it's that final check to make sure that what is going out to the patient is you know is completely correct okay all right let me ask you a question i don't want you to feel like you have to throw yourselves under a bus here but do you guys make a lot of mistakes i would say we 
We really don't. I feel like we are really good about catching them if we have made mistakes. Um, You know, it's very rare that we do get one that actually goes out. Um, And, you know, we rectify those situations when they do happen. Of course. It's very rare. I would say we are really good about catching things. Good. That's and we kind of have a strategy set up to, to, to be the most efficient. So, so for example, if Ashley and myself are working in the pharmacy, um, when we get the prescriptions, she may be doing that first pre-check. I'm checking before it's filled. And then I might, and then typically I would be the person doing the final check. So now there's two different sets of pharmacists eyes on it. Nice. So it's like, you know, there's maybe something that I miss um, when I'm in pre-check that Ashley's checking. Or and then she'll catch. catching. Yeah. yeah. That's nice to have. And huh? then we have that open communication where we can basically be like, Hey, you know, what was going on with this one? Or I think that, I think that we may have missed something here. And, and there's not those, I, I don't really see any problems here with like egos where it's just like, we're both really sure, open and appreciate sure. helping each other out. And, That's huge. And ultimately, you know, taking care of our patient. Yeah. Right. We just want the best for our patients. Word. I agree. Um, so, all of this seems pretty linear, but you guys were explaining to me that you are in and out of a number of prescriptions. It's not like you get to sit down and just go through this whole process with one prescription without being pulled away and having to do something else. Talk to me a little bit about that and explain that. Sure. I mean, people are coming in with questions. The phone's ringing. Uh, maybe a, a technician or the clerk has a question for us. Um, maybe maybe Adam comes in the pharmacy <laughs> and is like, "Hey, give me your attention." Right? Maybe there's a provider <laughs> wants to talk. Maybe there's a provider who, um, you know, has a question or is reaching out about um, prescribing something to see if we have it in stock, and then and then or counseling a patient, and then of course, like we do, like to visit with the patients sure. too. So sure. I mean. You know the pharmacy can 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 seem quiet, but there can be a lot going on in the pharmacy. So yeah, so typically you know we, we try to stay focused on on what we're doing and 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 we focus on that thing. But what we're doing at any given minute can I mean it can be quite different. So it can be. Um, so so you have to be pulled out from that process and then dive back into that process. Right, right. So, you know, so I might be, you know, checking in on, I might get a call to see if a prior authorization went through, checking some prescriptions, taking a phone call, counseling a patient, you know, um, answering a question to, to staff members and just kind of keeping the general flow of pharmacy going. So I, I guess it could be linear like that where everything is done just one at a time. <laughs> if we got all of our orders, like, you know, like if this process takes say like five minutes from start to finish and we got one prescription every five minutes <laughs> <laughs> and no one called us. Okay. How know. do we set that up for you guys? I'm not sure I would like that. <laughs> that would be really strange. It'd be a boring day. Would it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So do you guys like that variety then? Do you like being able to move in and out of this? Yeah, I'd say so. I mean, it makes your day go by faster. I don't know. It okay. Just, I don't know. I like it. I like the chaos. Let me, yeah, let me to ask you a certain you a extent, I think, I mean, uh, there's a, a point where you have to kind of slow things down if it gets to be like there's too much going on. But I think, w- you know, with practice and, and, and experience, I think that everyone kind of figures out like kind of their groove and how okay. they go about doing things. So not everyone follows the exact same, um, like, uh, I mean, we follow the same process, but exactly how they get those results may differ a little bit. And it's sure. just the, the, like, kind of what works for them. So it might be a tiny bit different between different people. And that, and that's that's actually almost preferred versus, like, this is how everyone's going to do it. Because you're going to be the most efficient when you feel comfortable doing 
it your doing way. Your work. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So I know you guys do inventory too, right? Like what is it once a year, twice a year? Once a year. Once a year. So let me ask you this. That in inventory, you guys just sit down and count pills, right? Pretty much. Okay. Or, or stand, do you prefer this to that just monotony of just sitting down and counting pills? Yeah, because the counting the pills is kind of mindless work. Yeah. yeah. Okay. See, I like mindless work sometimes. Uh, a lot of what I do requires a lot of um, mental energy from me, and I can go home exhausted. And that's fine. I like that too, I, but I like the variety. Sometimes, you know, my wife asked me the other day, she said, hey, we need new spices. Uh, we need to order some more spices. She has a big spice thing, right? And and so I had to go and sit down and go through the spices and figure out, and that was really mindless work for me. And I was like, I I like this. I appreciate this right now. This doesn't require too much from me. I got a pen and a pad and I'm writing this stuff down and what, you know what I'm saying? So do you guys prefer the mindless work or do you like that variety as well? The variety for sure. Sure. Yeah. I mean, ultimately we decided to go to school for, for (laughs) pharmacists. So, so I mean, so the challenge that comes with that is, is basically what, what we enjoy doing. Um, but I mean, there's a lot of, <laughs> thank a, you. I didn't feel like you were being condescending there at all. Oh, I'm, sorry. <laughs> I'm just joking, Dave. Like no, I'm totally joking. No, but I mean, there's, there's definitely, uh, it, there's a, uh, there's a big mixture because I mean, when someone um, calls and asks, is my prescription ready yet? That's, that's pretty mindless work. I mean, we're just sure. going into the profile. It's ready or not. And letting them know if it is sure. So there's, you know, there's definitely uh, but just straight up all mindless work for hours on end when we're right. Doing inventory. No, I couldn't do it either. Guys. Torture. So, um, is that is it the same with a new prescription as it is with a refill, or is a refill a little easier? I'd say a, li- a refill is a little bit easier, just because you don't have to go through the process of potentially adding the patient, typing it up, doing all that. That's already in there, and you and our technicians can actually initiate that without us having to see it for the first time again. So, I mean, it'll make it through the fill and then to the pharmacist for the final check a lot faster than a new prescription will. Nice. Right. So we're, we're still looking for interactions because just because that's a, that's a refill doesn't mean that we haven't gotten a new prescription and anything. Yeah. Stuff might've changed with the patient. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, it's, it's a shorter process. Awesome. And then obviously if the meds are in stock, it's even a shorter process too. You don't have to go through that whole piece. And if it is a refill, most likely meds are going to be in stock because you guys are able to predict that this patient is going to need this. As long as it's available and there's not a drug shortage on it. Sure. Is that common? (laughs) That's an issue right now. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. Pretty big issue. Is, can you guys tell me some of the drugs that are in shortage or is that something that we just shouldn't go into? There's there's just a lot right now. I know for sure amoxicillin. I mean, that's been hard. Antibiotic. Yeah, and that's that's a pretty commonly prescribed one. So we've had a lot of issues trying to get patients taken care of lately because there's such a shortage. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Well, is there anything else you guys you guys want to share? I mean, we're we're pretty much through the end. Patient came and picked up their script. It's over. It's done. Happy day, right? Yeah, well, I, I guess the one last thing I would add is that uh, me personally, I try to greet people when they come into the pharmacy. I know there's people that are certainly better at it than I am. <laughs> um, and so and so I think it's just a, maybe like even a reminder that, you know, when someone comes in and they walk in the door and, and, you know, maybe the pharmacist is the first person they see. If I'm not looking up 
and saying hello. It might be because I'm deep in this process sure. and my mind is kind of somewhere else. And I'm waiting to like get to a, a place where I can stop to look up and say hello. Um, Thank you for telling me that. That helps me. I'm not trying to be rude. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I know you guys like you say you want me to come and visit, but I like feel bad coming and visit because I feel like I'm interrupting really important work, you know? And I'm like, so I'll just stand there and be like, okay, well, I'll come back later, guys. You know, good to see you. Uh, you know, so, but, and, and, but that's different than like going into a clinic, right? Where you don't see, you don't go into a clinic and, and you first person you see is a doctor, right? Whereas you walk into a pharmacy, usually you can see a pharmacist first person, right? Right. I know when I was in pharmacy school, um, I think it was our assistant dean, uh, had mentioned that she thought that was the reason that the pharmacist is often rated very high as as a health uh, as a um, like a trusted healthcare profession uh, when a, like a poll was taken out in the community and I think it's just the general access I mean you know sure. there's no appointment you can walk into a pharmacy and talk to a pharmacist anytime that the pharmacy is open um, I think that's something that we all that we all enjoy um, you know at, at times it can be challenging no doubt know, because no doubt. because we can have a lot on our plate. But at the same time, I know like, you know, sometimes we'll spend a week working in the clinic, working with the providers. And usually by the time that week is over, I'm, I'm ready for some more patient interaction. Sure. Because you don't get that in the clinic. Right. Not as much. Okay. Well, you guys, thank you so much for coming in. Um, I think some things that I'm taking away from this is that um, a lot happens <laughs> from the time a script gets to you guys to the time that it gets into the hands of the patient. And I just won't go and reiterate that whole process. Um, but thank you because it really helps me understand. I think sometimes I can, you know, when I'm in my own head and going through my own little things and, and I just need my stuff, if it's not ready when I think it should be ready, um, that can cause a little frustration on my end. And I, I, this helps me be a little more compassionate to you guys who are doing this hard work of trying to get me my medication. So I really appreciate what you guys do, what the techs do, um, what, what Stephanie and Jamie do and overseeing all of it. So thank you guys again for coming in and that's it for well, today. Actually, can I add one quick, please story? one more thing, David. Okay. All right. So, so, um, I came, um, to, to Billings, um, to the Billings area from Las Vegas um, where most pharmacies have the drive up windows. And that's like a good thing and a bad thing. Cause it's good. <laughs> so that if you're sick, you don't have to go into the pharmacy sure, and sure. that's really great. Um, I was working in a pharmacy that I believe at the time was the only pharmacy or maybe one other pharmacy, like our, our pharmacy across town that had a drive up window. And so this was like a, a new thing for, for Billings. And so, um, I think that there was maybe not the, the understanding that because it's so new. And so there'd be people that would you know, drop off their prescription and they and, sit and there. they think of it more like the, the <laughs> drive through of any other business, the bank. When you go to the McDonald's, bank, your business is over. <laughs> you leave. 
McDonald's, you get your food, you leave. <laughs> so they drop off a prescription and then they would just sit there and there's like five cars behind them. Oh, and no. And it's just like, no, you have to come back. Do you, ha- do, do you have to do a lot of coaching there? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Oh. Because people weren't used to that idea of Did like, people this get is how frustrated? People oh, get yeah. Mad. There'd be people honking. And, and like, if you'd like to wait, you could come on in. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you're like, like walking on eggshells. Yeah, like, no, I'm going to say, well, why don't you just pull around and get into the back of the line? Because <laughs> we need some time to do this. And we don't want the people behind you sitting for 45 minutes just waiting for you to move because they're not going to be happy with you. David, you want to know what? I think I might have been one of those. <laughs> When right, when they when it first came out, it only took one time though, right? For me, right? right? And then I learned. But I was like, I I remember thinking, hey, I know, I'm gonna say. And, and then you have people, and, and can you pick me up a jug of milk too? <laughs> <laughs> no, I cannot. Here's my shopping list. Can you go into Walgreens? And, and we would do that sometimes if someone just needed like some cough medication or something. Like that. Sure. But I mean, you know, when they're asking for cigarettes or beer. Mail. No doubt. Or, uh, or their uh, photos. Thanks for sharing that story. That's good. Yeah. Thanks, you guys, for coming in. And thanks, everyone, for listening. Hope you enjoyed this episode.